In the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Merry Christmas. So how's your year been? The Jags season kind of sums it up, right? We had a uh, started with a win, it was looking good, and then a lot of losses in a row. 2020. It's not to say there weren't some silver linings along the way. It was some positive moments of goodness and kindness, but man, I've laughed uh, several times uh, at how this time last year, everybody was making the play on words, you know, it's going to be Vision 2020. You know, it's going to be the, the, the year of clarity, Vision 2020. Nobody saw this year coming. I just thought that was sort of <laughs> ironic. And I don't need to recap it all, but you know what you've been through. Uh, I think for us to say that it's been the hardest year ever probably just speaks to how good we normally have it. But it has been tough. It's been really tough. Normal things, have normal things that are just typically hard, have been much harder than they ought to have been. Over and over again, it feels like. Extroverts, huggers, hard year for you guys. Yeah, introverts, different story, right? My nephew said he'd been training for social distancing all his life. Uh, yeah. But no, all of us, though, I mean, no matter which of those boats we're in, we've all experienced loss. Uh, grief, turmoil, and conflict. We've experienced disruption, ad nauseum, uh, decision fatigue. Anybody? Myself, for sure. And, you know, all as, as if life wasn't hard enough before 2020. And um, it, it, I think 2020, in some ways, have been sort of like a magnifying glass. I mean, if you had depressive, depressive tendencies before, you might have been really depressed uh, this year. If you had addictive tendencies, you might have really struggled with addiction. If you had a temper, uh, you might have lost it more times than normal. If you liked online shopping before, <laughs> you might be broke. I, I don't know. More than any time in, our, uh, in most of our memories, I think we need Christmas. I wonder if you've noticed, at least it seemed to me that um, I've never seen this before. People seem to be looking more forward to New Year's than to Christmas. Okay, and why is that? Of course, we want 2020 in the rearview mirror, right? We just want it behind us, even though we know that on January 1st, it's not going to solve uh, all the problems we're facing. But I will say from a theological and spiritual and even psychological perspective, way more than we need New Year's Day, we need Christmas. I don't mean we need lights and presents and Bing Crosby. Those things are nice. They're kind of like band-aids, right? They cover up the wounds. But for real healing, deep down, for in our individual hearts and minds and in our collective hearts and minds, we need a Savior. And so we need Christmas. I've been thinking about this sermon for months although it kind of just came together this morning, 2020, hashtag 2020, right? The verse that has been pulsing in my heart, in my mind, like a heartbeat in my consciousness, is the first verse in Isaiah. Uh, not, chapter 9, verse 2, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who live in a land of deep darkness on them, light has shined. The story of Christmas is this. An uninvited, 
but much hoped for beam of saving light breaking into the darkness of this world. Not Donner and Blitzen, not the little drummer boy, not Amazon Prime, but alien light piercing the deep resident darkness and giving hope and salvation for all. If 2020 has seemed like deep darkness to you, or really if any aspect of your life has seemed like deep darkness to you, if your job or your marriage or your in-laws or your past decisions or even your relationship with God or the church has seemed like deep darkness to you, you need Christmas. You don't just need a baby, you need that baby. You need Jesus. You need light breaking in to your darkness. So I want to think with you for just a minute about how this has always been true. From before the time of Isaiah to Isaiah's own generation to the time when Christ was born and to our own time. This picture of light breaking into the darkness is, of course, a metaphor. For God breaking into the world that he created to save it from the grip of sin and sadness and death. Now Isaiah is prophesying 700 years before the time of Christ. He says that light has come to lift the yoke of oppression and to bring peace where there is conflict as in the day of Midian. Anybody know what that means? I've preached on this a lot of times. I've never even looked it up. I don't know what it means. until So I looked it up this time. It's a reference to a story you may have read before in Judges chapter 7, a much older Old Testament story. It's the story of the unlikely general Gideon. Remember Gideon? He's the one who put out the fleece. And Gideon had this band of, of Hebrew misfit soldiers. And they defeated the mighty army of Midian, by the hand and the strength of God. It was an unlikely and unpredictable victory achieved solely because God intervened on behalf of his people. That's the day of Midian. In other words, to God's people, victory had seemed impossible. Defeat had seemed certain. The future seemed shrouded in darkness. And then God broke in. He broke in with them, he broke in for them, and the people who were experiencing and expecting darkness saw a great light. It was the victory of God saving his people. And Isaiah is recalling that day, that that event, that day of Midian, ancient even to him, 2,700 years ago, and saying this is the pattern of God's salvation. And it was going to happen again. It was going to happen in Isaiah's own generation. God was going to break in again into the darkness to save his people. Because that's who God is, and that's what God does. Peace on earth, mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. And so Isaiah is speaking into the darkness of his own generation. He's speaking to a people who were going to go into exile. They were going to get hauled off by the Babylonians uh, because of, as a consequence for their sin and their own rebellion against God, taken away from the promised land. And yet God is even now assuring them that despite the rebellion, despite their sin, despite the darkness of their situation, He would never abandon them. 
He would rescue the exiles. He, light would shine in the darkness. But of course, Isaiah is speaking in layers, right? He's also prophesying beyond the exiles. He may not have even realized it. He's speaking beyond the physical and political captivity of his own generation, speaking light into the darkness of all generations. That a child is going to be born, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And he would be the wonderful counselor, the everlasting Father, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, bringing salvation not temporary but eternal, not just for the Jews but for all of humanity, not just from political oppression but from sin and death itself. 700 years after Isaiah spoke, in the midst of a people oppressed and overtaxed, into the darkness of a society that was willing to say to a pregnant teenage girl, you have to walk 70 miles in order to get registered so we can tax you. I mean, think of how dark that is. Light broke in again. Not in power, but in poverty. Not in victory, but in vulnerability. And the most unlikely of divine victories, God made himself born. Human. Material. Personal. The people who walk in darkness have seen once again a great light. And let's just say Mary's life did not get easier because this child was born. In fact, it got harder. But that did not change the fact that he came to save. He would live a perfect life, but he did not come principally to be our example or to get us to behave. He came to be our Savior. He came to die, to take the penalty upon himself that our sin deserved, and he came to rise again to give us life with him. He came for love. He came for peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. We need Christmas. We have always needed Christmas, and we will always need Christmas. On this side of heaven, there will always be darkness. I wish that New Year's Day was going to bring an end to all our challenges, and even if it did, there would be more challenges behind that. There's always darkness, but the good news of Christmas is that there's always also light to overcome it. It is the light of Christ, the Savior of the world. He's your Savior. He's your Savior, and He will be with you always. He will be available to you always. He will never leave you or forsake you. He will walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. He's going to get us through this crazy year. He's going to get us through the challenges of next year and the year after that and the year after that. Light always shining in the darkness. Whatever you have been through, whatever you're going through, whatever you will go through, God has come because He loves you. Peace on earth. Mercy mild, God and sinners reconcile. We need Christmas. We have Christmas. Joy to the world. Thank God for Christmas. Amen.